Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled A Time to Harvest. It was written by Brian Sammons, Charles P. Zaglanis, Glenn Owen Verass, and Mike Mason, and it's available on the Chaosium website. Jeff Wilkins is our Game Master, and this is Chapter 2, Episode 7. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thanks, Tom. Um, so, a little recap as memory serves. You pretty much, you had a encounter at the graveyard. It went well, bad, not sure. Um, well, ended up with him committing suicide, so. Right, right. Bad for him. Um, but you pretty much, you managed to escape with your lives, so that was good. Um, we had the incident where Danny had some sort of, I don't know, medical condition maybe that spewed forth some sort of smoke. Um, but you, you managed to basically escape, um, those that were chasing you. You made it back to the dorm room, I think briefly, and then you decided to pretty much, uh, spend the night and hole up at Jerry's house. Uh, not too far from the campus. Right. Um, and then I think um, we pretty much left it off where you have some idea what's going on, uh, but you might not have all the facts you need. Um, so it's kind of, you know, you're kind of in a rough spot as far as trying to make decisions. And you last decided that you were going to go visit uh, Professor Armitage in the library. Right. Um, I'll ask too, you know, since we're just kind of jumping in after two weeks, does anybody have any questions that I can answer specifically, or do you want to just jump right to it? Yeah, I can't think of any questions. I'm happy to just jump straight in. Yeah. Okay. So I think it was uh, that morning. So just to clarify then, in the cemetery, uh, Rod asked you to basically you know, avenge him and his family. And he pretty much gave you the deadline. He says you have two days. So you spent the night at Jerry's. So now technically you have this full day to do what you want. And then the next day would be day two. So it could happen 8 a.m. in the morning. It could happen late late at night. There's no real time frame. You don't have any clue on times yet. That That's when I think that they're going to set the bomb off. Well, as I, as I said before, I'm, I'm prepared to go and talk to Armitage just, just purely so that someone knows that this is going on in case anything happens to us. Well, let's be on our way then. We'll have a few more minutes to talk in the car. All right. So let's go. We're all in the car. So is the shotgun, in case there was any uncertainty about that. That's I guess it's a hunting rifle, not a shotgun. Um, and okay, so we're driving over. Which, by the way, Jerry, chances are good that the time has elapsed enough that your new ah. rifle probably would be in. Um, you might want to spend some time and swing by and check it. Or uh, Yeah, if it's uh, I mean, it's not too far out of the way, is it? Yeah, no, not, not that far. It's right, All right. Uh, right on Main Street, I think. Yeah, so... Uh, I stop there. Uh, oh, you want to stop it, there first thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is, is, it in fa- is it in fact there? 
yeah, yeah. The um, now it's still early in the morning, so the library doesn't open until nine. <clears throat> so we'll say what eight thirty. Okay. Well, is the gun shop open that early? Yeah, I'll, I'll say they open to eight. So um, That's not... they they welcome you in. They say, "Ah, oh, yes, Mr. Dorn, we we have your rifle for you." Ah, thank you. And uh, you uh, have a good supply of ammunition for this. Sure, sure. Yeah, he he grabs a uh, box, right? Box of bullets. All right. Well, thank you kindly. Nice doing business with you. Yes. Y'all yes. have a good day. Yep. Okay, Jeff. So now uh, there are uh, two firearms in the car with suitable ammunition. And okay. we're back on the way. Um, I'd like to park as close to the library as possible in the event that we, for some reason, need Three. to. Yeah, I was just going to clear. Does anybody else want to um, chime in on that? There's I only have it now. Someone, someone, someone's got a pistol. Yeah, I've got my pistol. Yeah. And, and you've got a sock, a sock full of quarters. I've got a sock full of quarters. Yeah, I guess if we're specifying Four other armaments. Five um, cents worth. I uh, believe I lost one knife, uh, so I've replaced that. There, there should be one on me. Um, I've replaced uh, the other, so now there should be two in the car. Uh, one in the glove box, um, and the other probably where I could reach it. Why, don't, why am I getting a sudden image of like Jerry in like a camouflage bandana? <laughs> uh, you go to the library. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we're going to make too much noise. Somebody's going to go, shh, and you're going to go, don't shush me. <laughs> I got a gun. <laughs> or, right. or, or the other way around, right? I'm reading. People keep, like, tittering and whispering and acting like, you know, college <laughs> students. The gun just comes on the table. <laughs> so uh, so uh, I assume there's – is there parking, like, right by the library? Um, you know what, let me just double check. I think it's right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the library is basically on the corner of the block. So it's, you know, right near uh, Tug's dormitory. Um, and you could either park right on the street or we'll say there's a little parking lot just off the street. Uh, I'll go for the little parking lot. Okay. All right, so uh, what exactly are we planning to tell him? Let's be sure that uh, our story is uh, straight, but not too straight. Well, let's just tell him what's going on, everything that we've seen, see what his opinion is. I just want to be sure that we're agreed on what we've seen or that we know that we don't agree on what we've seen. Well, he's not going to question us individually, so we're all going to be there. Well, then I suppose we can uh, surprise each other. Hopefully not. Uh, so I start walking toward the library then. I hope I don't have a coffin fit. You uh, want a coffin I, fit? Wait. I, thought I just... In the library? Uh, Dan, Danny, I thought, Danny, I thought that happened because you wanted it to happen. Uh, let's just forget it. Let's, let's go on with it. Yeah. I don't want to think forget, about it. I forget, forget it like you forgot the almanac that it came from, you mean. All right. All right, let's go. 
yo, Dr. Armitage. Yeah, so it's it's pretty much, you know, it's it's very early in the morning. Uh, library pretty much just opened. Um, one thing I will tell you that you'd notice, uh, so the other students that had that daily routine, they're not there right now, so. Right. Well, I suppose that's lucky. Uh, I, we look around, is, is it obvious where Professor Armitage is? Does he have an office? Uh, yes. Is yes. there like a central desk? Yep, he's uh, on the top floor, I want to say second floor? Second, is that third? Second, no, third. Okay. Uh, third floor, he's on the top, and he's in the rare books collection. Okay. Um, would, a, would a map be helpful or? No, if, we'll just, if you think so. We'll uh, just go there. All right, okay. so knock, knock. Yep, so he's uh, he's sitting in his office. He's got a nice big container of thermos of coffee, and he's pouring himself a cup of coffee. And he looks up, and he's uh, like, yes, sit. yeah, come on in. Uh, good morning, Professor. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I haven't had the pleasure of taking any of your courses. Uh, I'm a Jerry Dorn. I'm an anthropology student uh, specializing in folklore. Uh, this is my friend uh, Tug, uh, also uh, in uh, anthropology and folklore. Uh, he's he's done some geology as well. And uh, this is uh, this is Jasper and uh, Jasper Price and uh, uh, Danny. Uh, you may know about the uh, recent uh, research expedition to Cobb's Corners. Um, it was a joint uh, anthropology and uh, geology yes. field trip. Yes, I do remember. Um, some problems I heard with that. Well, yes, uh, yes, there sure were. Uh, Cobb's Corners is uh, is a right strange place, and we were hoping that you might be able to help us uh, get a better understanding of some of what we observed. Uh, what uh, what kind of other reports have you heard from any of the others? Uh, and he looks at you and he says, what we what we observed? So you were part of the students that went there? Yes, that's right. Uh, uh, yes, we, we were all part of the, the research group. Uh, again, uh, about, uh, it looks like there's a bit more bit more geology, but a couple of us also in, uh, in the anthropology group. Doc, what do you know about strange things going on i mean I, I, we live in arkham and you know we we there's all sorts of old rumors and stuff and old and we're in folklore that's what we're in but look we four we're the troublemakers from that whole expedition that went we're the ones that they're labeling as troublemakers but we're becoming really really convinced that the other students who came back aren't who they claim they are and i know that sounds fucking crazy sorry for my language but my buddy hawkins doesn't speak german but now he does, and he's got a German accent. Higgins. Higgins. Sorry, I was confusing. Well, I uh, guy in the wheelchair. <laughs> well, that's just it, Professor. It's a, it's a bit it's a bit beyond them uh, 
just not being themselves or, or even seeming like themselves, it's a, uh, well, it's fairly clear they're not themselves. Uh, uh, this, is, this isn't based on our speculations. Uh, we've had extraordinarily strange experiences from the time we arrived in Cobb's Corners, uh, well, really until, well, until just last night. Now, uh, my understanding, although, uh, again, I'm, I can't claim any uh, great familiarity with your own work, but my understanding from, uh, from others who have uh, uh, taken a more literary direction to their studies uh, is that you are extremely well-versed in esoteric and arcane matters. And, well, none of us could think of any professor on the campus who would be more likely to appreciate some of uh, what we have to account. So do you think you might have a, a bit of time? Uh, there's a shorter version, which would be more extraordinary and fabulous due to a lack of context or, a, well, a longer account. But uh, well, that depends on how much interest you have in this sort of thing. We've seen some weird, weird things in the last month. And uh, we've all seen more or less the same weird things, which it seems to me puts this in a, a more scientific category than it might be otherwise. We've seen things that you would label us as, as crazy if we told you. With the exception that we've all seen the same things, which tends to rule out being labeled as crazy out of hand. And, and, and at least one case, uh, we've, we've, we've actually got proof. And I'm, I'm gonna pull the, the small flint knife out of my pocket. Well, yes, that's right. Uh, Jasper here is, uh, has a bit more archaeological uh, background than uh, those of us who are more in folklore. And uh, this, uh, well, this is an extraordinary specimen from what he said. Uh, Jasper, since this is the physical evidence, maybe you'd like to start and give, uh, give Professor Armitage some context. Well, well Professor, um, this, this is going to sound insane, but um, when we were on the field trip, in, in addition to many other things that happened, um, we, we encountered what, what I can only describe as a race of uh, intelligent, semi-intelligent mole things. Mole that, people. Um, mole people um, that were capable of tool use. This And this was a rudimentary flint tool that they were using. Look, they attacked me. I've still got the, see here on my neck? Yes, by, by using uh, Jasper means that wasn't the uh, weirdest wielded, thing that wielded as a weapon. That wasn't the weirdest thing. No, uh, initially, that, that was uh, initially the first truly extraordinary thing. Uh, we considered, well, or at least I considered, uh, heading back here immediately, taking one of them as specimens. This was before we realized that they... Uh, seem to have the intelligence uh, uh, at least of, of some kind of a savage indigenous tribe. Uh, unfortunately, we were unable to apprehend one. Uh, I shot one of them, but uh, well, when I first realized that this was beyond as strange as it first appeared is when uh, they went back to retrieve the body. Yeah, but Jerry... So 
we did we did we did have one of them we got one of them in a sack and the other ones all attacked us viciously in yes fact, that's right so they, uh, they, attacked, tried to... they attacked everyone in our party all of those other students they got attacked too none of them remember it professor armitage um but telling you a lot of different things here and uh, just to say that all of the students apart from us came back changed and they seem to have split into two groups and one group has been coming to the library and the other group has been attending the science department we we believe that they have probably tricked or led the professor there uh, into believing they're experimenting on something and they're doing something else and we have reason to believe that they want to destroy or remove a number of books from the library which they believe is evidence of another race, a non-human race, which has interfered in human history. And there's a group been coming to the library for the last few days. We've tried to follow them. And uh, they've been looking at certain books and we believe they're going to damage, remove, steal. We don't know what they're going to do, but it's going to affect the library and maybe the science department. Well, Professor, you've heard, uh, you've heard the beginning of the account and uh, the end and the conclusion. Uh, as I said, we, we could fill in the middle details, but let me give you the briefest summary I can uh, so that uh, this is coherent, uh, if incredible. In the course of our time in Crobs Corners, we uh, encountered a variety of beings which uh, were assuredly inhuman, uh, observed what appeared to be uh, some means of ingress and egress into well, the only, uh, the only sciences we know are archaeology and geology, but it certainly seemed to me to be uh, uh, some other kind of dimension. The doorway into another dimension. Well, yes, it really had a, a very literal, very physical appearance. And upon our, uh, upon our returning, uh, as, uh, as we've explained, our uh, former uh, colleagues, uh, it became apparent that uh, their personalities were, were quite changed, uh, their memories seemed unreliable, and uh, eventually uh, one of them uh, accounted to uh, having been uh, someone else uh, completely, uh, to have been replaced, uh, and they acted as the, uh, the agents of uh, beings of an alien provenance. And uh, uh, in the end, he uh, committed suicide. Uh, as I will note, did uh, maybe you've already heard about, uh, about uh, Robert Blaine. So- He was involved in this stuff too. Uh, yeah, so before, before he, before his untimely end, yeah, please talk, go ahead. Yes. Jasper, Jasper, tell him about John. Well, yes, Professor, this, this is the most extraordinary and the most uh, bizarre part of the account, uh, but it does tie it together, if, if you wouldn't mind, Jasper. Well, we, we found him. Um, He's talking about John Jeffries, the kid that disappeared last year. We, we found him sort of um, 
inside a rock as, as though his, his body had materialized in, inside a rock and there, there were... In, in the sense that limbs were extended from the rock. Is, is that right? He was stuck in the rock. There, there, there were um, wires and things. Um, wires and things coming out of his head and um, I, I could see in his eyes that he was he was suffering immensely and God help me I I, I put him out of his misery. What what does Armitage look like? At this? When, 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 when we look back, he, he was gone. He wasn't even there anymore. He, uh, and by wires and head, he means uh, exposed, uh, well, exposed brain. I, I would like our GM to do an impression of Armitage's face right now. <laughs> he's looking like, I got to get out of here. These kids are nuts. <laughs> Well, if you notice, he's been rather quiet as you guys lay all this out there. And I think it would be funny that, you know, after this is posted and recorded, you go back and listen to yourselves. <laughs> like, I, if somebody came up to you and just relayed that story to you, in spite of the fact that you were known for being a folklore specialist, I don't. Well, this is Henry Armitage, though. So, you yeah, kids get the hell out of my office. <laughs> That's what I'm. I'm like, it's right on the borderline. He's he's really. First of all, all right. Get off we my hit, lawn. Let, let's be honest. We hit with everything. There was mole men. There was alien races. <laughs> there was. You did know, not hold back at all. <laughs> I thought um, we were going to tell him uh, somebody was going to burn these books. <laughs> anyway, should we roll a fast talk? Yeah. We're telling the truth, though, so that wouldn't uh, follow. Uh, I mean, if it's necessary to roll something, uh, I would prefer, I think, to roll charm. How about, how about if I just say, look, look, Doc, I know this all sounds crazy. What we're worried about is we think that those students are up to something and we also know that they have a time limit and that's tomorrow and I personally am afraid they're going to plant bombs or something because they need to get rid of evidence of their existence here at the campus and the easiest way to do that is to blow it up well if we're going to start suggesting things of that nature I suppose we should I suggest them. <laughs> I suppose we should detail why, why we would say we know this. Uh, the uh, the one who uh, who committed the other one than than Robert Blaine who committed suicide. I, I don't recall uh, his uh, former surname. Uh, and I'm uh, known as Rod. Is uh, a an athlete. He um, he insisted that the. Uh, the ones in control of them had uh, had promised his family would remain unharmed if he cooperated with them. Uh, I had been uh, observing them in the here in the library and uh, observed his uh, reaction of outrage when he found uh, an old newspaper article which uh, detailed the uh, uh, the death of uh, 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 of a uh, 
family in Cobb's Corners and the disappearance of, uh, of the father of the family. He, he attested to be this man and said that he, he knew that uh, they uh, had not uh, uh, kept their promise. So he purported to reveal to us uh, some of their uh, purpose. It, it, it was very, he didn't tell us very much. He, he insisted that their, their task was to comb the archives and remove all evidence of their presence. He couldn't really give us any indication of what this evidence was and insisted uh, that we avenge him in two days. Uh, we're talking about Rod Block. Well, we're talking about, uh, well, uh, Jeff, do I, I still have the article, right? Uh, I believe so. I mean, you had it with you. All right, I show him the article. Um, I say, well, we believe we're talking about this man, or at least he claimed to be this man. I don't know why the actual Rod would, uh, would do such a thing. And uh, I think his... Uh, I think his untimely demise rules out that this is some kind of put on. It, it doesn't really matter if you believe us or not, but believe us when we say there's something is going to happen, something involving some of the teachers and the students, and it's going to be bad. It, it well, this is and and, and this uh, this professor some sort of cleansing, or, or uh, and this professor is where we uh, we all differ, as as you might expect, uh, the, even a close group who had such strange experiences. Uh, I don't know uh, whether to believe everything that, um, that this man who uh, presented uh, as though he had been Rod. Uh, I don't know whether to believe uh, what he says or not. But I do know what we observed and what we observed aside from the numerous examples of the uncanny, which we have not yet detailed. Uh, we have observed that the personalities and recollections of our, well, I would say our former classmates are uh, quite other than themselves. And we have observed them uh, thoroughly researching in a, both in this library and in uh, the scientific building uh, matters outside their own usual areas of specialty. And of course, uh, we observed uh, the suicide of whomever had once been wrought. This, uh, these facts are beyond dispute. So I don't know what to expect, but uh, I believe that he expected something of note to happen in two days. So, <laughs> wow. I mean, I know the story and you're throwing me for a loop, so. I know it sounds like bananas. I, I, I think what Tug said was kind of the best in the end. It was like, it doesn't matter, you know. I mean, I'm just saying this amongst us, but, you know, it doesn't matter if he believes it or not or how crazy we sound. We believe that something bad's going to happen and, we, 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 might don't be, know. we might be crazy, but we're sincere. <laughs> we could think of no one else who's, uh, whose expertise could even touch on these matters. We believe that something happened to those students on that last night that we were on the field trip. We believed we were being attacked by something, and we saw those students carried away through the air by something 
that looked like a big giant insect. And the next morning, they were all fine, and we were labeled as the crazy ones. The one who was robbed claimed that they uh, had the other uh, replaced their minds or their brains, but he was rather fuzzy on the distinction. Uh, assuming, well, I think we're all rather, rather fuzzy on that distinction, but. Well, we did see the brain and we saw the wires. Uh, you were uh, the only person we could think of to talk to. And especially because we believe that some of the library property is going to disappear or be damaged or maybe worse. Or maybe they already have begun removing things. Well, or maybe we're the things that are the problem and they're going to try to remove us. If we all disappear tomorrow, you'll know why. But there, there, there were mentions in, in, in the newspaper of, of something happening before. Um, and, and, and I think if you dug in, in the records deep enough, you'd find other accounts of things like this happening back through the ages. Or at the very least, you'd find that certain records from certain periods of, of time or certain editions of newspapers had been removed by these people from your library. That does seem to be what, what uh, other than Rod, was, uh, well, and was claiming that they intended to do. Everything's I'm really crazy for saying it, but I think that they can travel through time. Maybe with that door thing that we saw, because they're trying to go through time and make sure nobody knows that they exist. And they've left accidentally evidence along the way and they're trying to get rid of it. And that's why Rod, when Rod looked in that, see Rod, this sounds so crazy. Rod wasn't Rod. Rod was this other guy. And when he saw in the newspapers that his family had been murdered, he knew that he had been betrayed by these things. And so he rebelled against him and he told us all of this. And then he shot himself in the head. So if, if, if he was crazy, he killed himself so that he could tell us this information. Now we don't know what happened to Blaine. We know Blaine probably blew his head off. We don't know what he was, how he was involved, but he was also involved in it somehow. Can I ask a GM question? Um, when we followed the guys in the library previously, or how does the library work? If you're in the library, you can take the books out, but you don't need to check them out. We um, never saw them. We never saw them checking any books out where we could give Professor Armitage the names and he could check the index cards, did they? Correct. You did not. They, you never noticed them checking the books out. Right. So it was always in house. So there's no proof that they were looking at those books then, unless they asked for them. And professor, okay. professor, uh, of course, uh, if we do, uh, if we do vanish, then indeed you'll know that. Uh, well, at least something was amiss. But it may also be that uh, we won't uh, vanish, or at least uh, our bodies or appearances won't uh, seem to have vanished. But uh, I can tell you that uh, if uh, two or so days from now, uh, if nothing else develops, uh, if none of us were. If none of us recall my uh, mentioning a green lion in this conversation, then that means, well, that we're not ourselves and that they don't have access to our memories. Green lion. 
oh, I get what you're doing. You're making a code word. Uh, exactly. I hope, of course, that we can, uh, I hope, of course, Professor Armitage, that you'll have a, a suggestion other than uh, waiting to see what may develop. Does anybody have psychology? Yeah, sure. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. No. Does that, uh, does that yeah. invite us? Does that, uh, all right. I mean, I, I know you all have some sort of base amount, but I mean, does anyone? No. No, I don't. Uh, I have it higher than the base amount. Should I roll it? Um, I'm mostly, well, Danny just said no. Jasper, do you have psychology? Um, only at base, and um, I successfully made a psychology roll last time. I'm not going to chance it this time. Um, That's not going to happen. I guess I'd like to try, well. unless, uh, does it have, how, how much higher than the base does it have to be, Jeff? Well, so here's what I'm thinking. So uh, sort of throughout this process, you and Tug were doing most of the talking. So it was kind of like, as you're talking, you're not really paying attention, whereas Jasper and Danny are paying attention to Armitage closer. Right. So I was going to give them a bonus die. Oh, gee, uh, well, if you're going to give me a bonus die, then I'll I'll make the roll. Okay. But I've only got yeah, it. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> I can't see me, this. <laughs> me too. Oh, seriously, I got a zero too. <laughs> I got a 29. Because and an 81. Our, Armitage is sitting and, there going, and a 26, so I didn't make it. Can you read what I'm thinking? <laughs> I, I think I, he's got some sort of nervous tick. I genuinely got a 0-2 first roll. Wow. Nice. Out of 10. Well, that's what, so we'll say that that's what, you know, Danny, you, you kind of came into this, and they were sort of doing the talking, and you were just like focused, like, how is, how is this guy reacting to this crazy story that just unfolded here? So I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give it to you in this sense. Number one, he hasn't thrown you out of the office yet. Um, so I guess you could interpret that as he's listening. If nothing else, he's listening. Okay. Um, now, I'm going to give you the alternative side. Rather than trying to, like, explain his emotions, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lay a couple things out there. So Armitage was aware of the field trip and he was aware of the rumors coming back around some of the students. He didn't know who about some of the students about the drunken parties and you know, some of the, some of the rumors that have been going around about you guys that, but he didn't, he didn't have a name to put to that. So that's number one. So now You know, you've, you've come in with this literally fantastical story that's all over the map. You know, it's not just about folklore now. It's about, I think you've hit just about every possible, you know, putting Great. conspiracy codes in your talk. You're talking about time travel, creatures, aliens, uh, yeah. devices, warping, uh, fusion, you know, like. There were ray guns as well. And ray guns. So... There's absolutely a sense of, oh, and the last thing I wanted to point out was, <laughs> in spite of these crazy stories that you guys are, are laying out to this guy, one of you is brandishing a stone knife. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was made by mole people. Come on. I mean, you know how sometimes in history there's like those moments that sort of 
you know, like a eureka moment and you're like, somebody should invent this. You know how like in today's modern society, a lot of these big corporations, there's a, there's a big phone on the desk or maybe there's, there's like a secret button under the desk that you, you push to call security. Right. If that existed back in 1931, he would have his hand under the desk going, trying to push that button as fast as he could to get security up into his office. Uh, but there's nothing and, like that. But, but only okay. Danny can so, tell that. So I, I just say, look, um, look, Professor, this is, as, as Tug just said, this sounds ridiculous. We understand this. But let me write down the names of the students that have been coming to the library, if it helps at all, because we believe that they're going to damage property. We're also concerned about what the other group is doing as an experiment. And... Um, the professor in charge there. So if I, if I have his permission, I write down all the names of the ones that have been followed into the library and I, and, we, and I reaffirm, we were told that something is going to happen tomorrow and we believe it's going to affect the library or at least some of the books in the library. And we respect, we respect the knowledge of the library and, and the property of the library and, and I kind of take a more practical tack and, and, and just kind of briefly talk around that and say, we obviously we believe that something unusual, perhaps even supernatural or certainly strange has happened. We can't understand exactly everything that's going on, but we know it's real and we believe we have been threatened because of it. So, Here's a list. Please keep a watch over the library. We also, we want to, if you don't believe us, we want to perhaps speak to the geology department because we believe that they're, they're planning some kind of experiment. And don't tell anybody what we've told you. We have absolutely no reason to come here and tell you any of this. We're not, we're not trying to impress you or anything. All, all, all I would say, Professor, is, is that if anything should happen to us in, in the next few days, please just remember that we came here and told you this. Can I roll a charm or something, or, or is just the chat good enough? <laughs> well, the, the chat was good. Um, when I die, can I play Henry Armitage? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good show. Um, we were also hoping, Professor, or at least I was, that you, um, as a scholar, a man of uh, science, might have some suggestion as to, uh, well, as to how we might better proceed to uh, either either document or, or inquire into uh, any of the things that we have reported to you. Um, I mean, even accounting for the possibility that we might be deceived or in some way confused, uh, there must be something here worth investigating if even even part of what we have experienced uh, accords with reality. Um, all right, let me see. Let me see if we can do this. Uh, so he, he looks at you, Danny. Um, 
So he, he, he lets you, you know, he gives you the pen and paper to write down the name. Um, he also, if you didn't, uh, he asks you to write your names down. Um, he kind of looks at you and he's like, so I'm a little unclear. You've thrown a lot at me, but I just want to be, so I understand you're trying to warn me. I understand that. I understand there's a possible threat to the library and its contents. And I take that seriously. So your, your warning is not, you know, I'm not dismissing it out of hand. Um, let me just pause for a second. Could all four of you do an idea roll? I'm just curious. This is yeah. a little bit. I got uh, better than half. I got 21 out of 20. Uh, I got 21 out of 21. I've just had the wonderful idea. Um, uh, Jeff. Cut my toenails with a scythe. Um, I rolled a <laughs> uh, one. Oh, okay. Out of 65. All right. I failed. Okay. Jasper, I didn't quite hear you. Did, did you say, did you pass that or did you? I said, no, I've got a 91. 91. Something about toenails, I heard. Lifting up his toes and he's using size. Uh, so this is, I, I guess this is like breaking the fourth wall, but I'm, I just want to, so Tug and Jerry, do you happen to recall, I want to be vague at first, do you happen to recall a story about Professor Armitage, about Arkham, about the library that happened roughly two years ago? Might might have been four years, but I think it's what two. what year is this? We're currently in 1931, so I oh. think it was like 1929. Oh. I think 1929, 28. Yeah, there was a thing that that he went over to Dunwich for a major weird thing, something about a book, uh, uh, the the Neo Necronomicon or something like that. Okay. And then Tom knows a lot more about it because it's the all right. Let me. So I vaguely uh, recall like, that, but I tried to dump a lot of my Lovecraft knowledge before it's uh, beginning here. It's lore. Yeah. Okay. So let me. You know, since I'm doing this a little bit differently, so so now Tom, what further can you tell me about what you remember? Well, Tom, Tom can yeah. tell you the whole Dunwich story. Uh, okay. Dunwich horror story. So, well, then specifically, like, how is, how or what, how is Armitage himself involved in that story? Well, remember? Armitage, uh, Armitage managed to get a hold of uh, 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 Wilbur Waitley's uh, diary and translate it. And once he had done that, he was able to concoct certain magical formulas so that he could go drive the uh, the Dunwich Horror back to wherever it came. He confronted it on uh, Witch Hill, uh, blasted Heath, and uh, sent it back to Yog Sothoth where it came from. Okay. Um, Am I allowed to give a little hint? <laughs> the, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it involved the library. 
there, there, there was a break in. Right. Yeah, Wilbur. I'm, I'm talking yeah. about the end of the story. So, yeah, there was a break in. Wilbur, Wilbur broke in trying to get a hold of the Necronomicon. Yeah, so there's a threat. Killed, killed by the dog. Okay. So that's... When you say he takes the security of the library very seriously, that's what you're referring to. Right, exactly. That's what I was basically trying to get at. And I wanted to, I wanted to let you guys make that connection too without... Well, what does the... Uh... What does the role allow us to know in character? I mean, do I, with a zero one, do I know something about this incident? Uh, no, that's what I, I, that's why I said up front, I'm sort of stepping out of the character. So it's kind of like I just wanted to, wanted you guys as the players to make that connection that Armitage has a past and has an, a past issue where, you know, there was a threat to the library and he was directly involved with it. So when you're coming to him now this morning and telling, talking about another threat, that's basically why he's taking you seriously at this point. Okay, but we're also adding that it's a supernatural threat, which he's also faced. Which he's also, you know, he's, that's why he's not kicked you out of the office. Okay, yeah. Um, can we also assume that maybe we heard rumors, maybe they call him old man uh, or old wizard uh, uh, Armitage because yeah, that's why, yeah. back with his magical powers. Like that's mm -hmm. why I was wondering whether or not an extraordinary there were idea role could allow some kind of in-character connection, uh, especially uh, given that there were other people in the story you know, than Armitage himself who knew other teachers. Something weird had happened. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, as as still as a player and all that, was Wilmarth not involved in that as well? Was that one of the professors or am I getting mixed up? Wilmarth. Um that sounds really familiar, yeah. There were a couple other professors. There was a professor was it Wilmarth Price, maybe? I'm not going to confirm or deny that. Yeah. You're, okay. You're That's outside fine. of my little box that I built. <laughs> All right. But I'm okay. not saying. Um, yeah. So, you know what? So, let's say this, Jerry. I won't say. You know, you rolled an O one. So, I'll say that you have some sort of previous knowledge about him being called a wizard and all that. Um, but it's, we'll just say that still, you know, it was two years ago. It, it's kind of like a nebulous rumor sort of thing, you know, right. that just gets passed around and facts get distorted. So in other words, you don't necessarily know the exact story as you, as it was written by Lovecraft, but you've heard these rumors as, as Jerry Dorn, you've heard the rumors and you, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Uh, absolutely. Okay. So yeah. I might say, so, so depending on what he says, I might or might not you know, express having that knowledge. Yeah, okay, yeah. Toby, you were gonna say something? I was, I was just gonna say uh, that um, with the folklore and uh, the fact that this is Miskatonic and they have a metaphysics department, probably everybody knows that Armitage is an expert on these old forbidden books since he's in charge of this whole section. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right, right. So we kind of figure, hey, he might have some knowledge. He might know what the hell's going on. That's why I came up here. I thought he'd say, oh, yeah, you know, it talks about in this book that uh, in the hills, that there's things living in the hills or something like that. 
and he'd start to become concerned that maybe we've seen something. The mole people. So I think, so I'm going to go back to then. So he was sort of approaching Danny. Um, you know, you, you give him the list of names, you've written your names down for him too. So he takes that and he slides it into his, his shirt pocket. Um, he kind of like does a sort of a glance around to look at all of you, but he's sort of directing it to Danny. Um, you know, you, you've laid a lot on me and I'm just, is there something, are you asking me to do something? Or are you just strictly presenting the information and what happens, happens? Is that? We don't know uh, what to do. What, what, no, what do you they, think we should yeah. do, Professor? You, you are, after all, the, uh, I mean, we know there's a, a department of metaphysics and we know there are many rare volumes and, and tomes, but, well, you, you must surely be aware that you're the only member of the faculty who uh, is said to have any practical experience with, well, with the occult. Perhaps you can well, make so some recommendations. So there, was a, there was a reason I specifically said that he asked Danny. So mm -hmm. let, me, let me give Danny a chance to respond. All right. I, I, think, I think my response is uh, we want you to know because we believe the library may be in danger but we are also in danger and if there's anything you could do to help us we, we want to i believe we want to talk to the geology guy as well because we didn't think he knew we, we believe when we talked about it last time that the professor over there was getting duped by the students um so um i've not got his Lermith. Does remember uh yeah. professor Lermith. yeah so i mentioned the professor and I say we believe he may be in danger if there's anything you can do to protect us or or maybe put a good word in with uh, the geology professor. Um, because you've realized that, you know, we've just said everything that we've ex we believe we've experienced, even if we don't understand it over the last uh, few weeks. And... Uh, we believe people are in danger. So is there anything you can do to help us either speak to the professor or to, to protect us from any harm? So he, he's, he's thinking, he's, he's sort of running scenarios in his head and he's, he's like, the only thing I can think of that I can do is that I can speak with the security. I can ask them to bump up security around both the library and the geology lab. Um, but now I'm gonna put it back on you guys in that if it's as serious as what you're describing, in other words, Tug, I think did, you just said, I think I heard you mention something about explosives. I don't know that there are, but I can't think of, if they're trying to get rid of evidence, fire, something like that would be the best way to do it. I guess what I'm saying is, if, if you believe this to be a serious threat where people might be 
hurt and injured and or worse, you might want to go to the cops. But at the same time, I would also advise you, don't tell them what you told me. I don't know. Maybe you might have to lie. Maybe. But if you feel the responsibility to protect people, there's not much me as an old man can do. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I'm just an old professor and, and it, I don't have his age in front of me, but you know, he's, he's up there in age. He's, he's an elderly gentleman. Well, do you ever deal with any of these other teachers? Have you seen any changes in behavior? Uh, to be honest with you, not so much. I mean, I'm pretty much, um, you know, this is, this is my world. And he, he points around right. his office right. and there's, there's stacks of books, you know, everywhere. And, and, and he's, he's, he's like, you know, this is my world. I don't have a lot of interaction with the other faculty. I mean, I know them, of course, from interactions. I know the other folklore teacher, you know, there's, there's definitely interact. It's not like I don't know them, but right. it's, they're not buddies. You don't like see them in the staff, staff room. You don't smoke, smoke a cigarette with them once in a while. Or... Right. Jeff, when he says, I'm just an old professor, uh, I'd be inclined to roll psychology. Like, I find it incredible that he thinks that there's, like, nothing he can do, right, uh, given what I think I know. Um, He's in his 70s at this point. I made the roll. Yeah. So, is he being unduly well, humble or evasive in any way? That was mostly me trying to avoid the fact that I didn't want to try to look up his age. <laughs> I don't mean, I'm not asking if he was evasive about his age. I'm obviously Jerry thinks that he's, uh, that the professor has had some practical occult experiences. And so when he acts like he wouldn't really know how to handle anything this weird, Jerry's suspicious that maybe he does and doesn't want to say. So that's why I made, that's why I rolled. I think Jeff doesn't have anything for us. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I think I understand what you're asking. Um, I mean, Jeff already told us out of character <laughs> the information, right? I, I'm just wondering if Jerry can pick anything up. I think it's mostly, I'm, I'm not sure if this is answering your question, but I think it's mostly that, you know, he is an elderly, elderly gentleman, and you're coming to him basically with a threat to both the building and possibly others. Um, okay. And that's what he's, you know, he's not Superman. He's not going to run down and yeah. get his gun. You know what I mean? Like, um, does, does that help or? It, it does actually. So it's like he's he's not reacting to the high weirdness. He's reacting to the physical idea of somebody doing violence to the the, the library. Great. Maybe okay. that's uh, maybe that's all we can do on this end. Maybe we need to go talk to. Who did you want to talk to, Learmouth? Yeah. Yeah, we should go talk to Learmouth. I think with him, we gauge when we speak to him. We gauge does he know anything? Remember, Jasper's got the stone. You know. So we, 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 we've got physical evidence now we can actually say to Learmouth and find out. Uh, and Hang on. Let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah. Are you discussing this in front of? No, we're discussing it amongst other okay. uh, Maybe I just said maybe we should go talk to Learmouth. Yeah. 
because we did mention him before. I think really, you know, if if Armitage is believing at least there's a threat to to the library itself, then we've gone we've gone a bit of the way. I don't know what else we can do, guys. But 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 Dr. Armitage, make sure don't don't tell anybody this because we don't know who is who. Um. So he he looks a little bit confused. He's like, "Well, sorry, wait. So if you're telling me that there's a possible threats, don't I have to tell people then?" Well, don't tell them that we told you. It just it just causes them to ask more questions. I I think I don't know. I, I think I think Professor, I, I think we I can think, trust Professor Armitage's judgment in how how to best protect uh, the library. What 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 Tug's trying to say, Professor, is that um, they've tried to blacken our names. So if our names involved, you know, other professors won't believe the story. But um, just you protect the books as you see fit. And it is definitely amongst the folklore, especially, and, you know, I list some of the books that the, the guys were looking at. Um, that he wrote down, yeah. Yeah, and I kind of list the, the topics. That that was the titles, the kind of titles. That were, some of them were quite random, but that was the kind of areas, you know. Well, I can tell you this. You know, you didn't, didn't necessarily ask me this, but I will let you know that... Uh, uh, Gibbons, Lewis Gibbons, hmm. he he came to me on several occasions over the last couple of days asking to see the restricted section, um, and he kind of like does a little like thumb over his shoulder. Which, if you look in his office, he's kind of got the um, the glass windows. You know how they have the glass windows with that like wire mesh inside, right? So he kind of like glance, so you can see through this the the mesh windows and there's another like um it's hard to describe it. there's like a hallway an l-shaped hallway with a steel door um and he says uh you know gibbons approached me on several occasions trying to get access to that room and i denied him so do you know what book he, he wanted say why he wanted the access no and that was mostly why i denied it he did not have he did not give me any specifics and i just got a bad feeling from it so I just, you know, it sounds like I may have done the right thing by denying him access there. Well, you may, if you're able to, if you, well, you don't know the particular books. I was going to say, if you, if you were able to, you may want to remove them from the, from the library for the next 48 hours. But, Definitely, that's a lot of books. Yeah, if you don't know what specific books, then that's going to be. Means, it also means that there is evidence in there of their existence. And that's why he wanted to get in there to get rid of the evidence. Like I said, that's what their mission is, is to get rid of the evidence. All right, let's go talk to uh, Uh Professor, um, I write down my uh, phone number. Mm, uh, good idea. I don't, uh, I don't live on the campus. Uh, I rent a house. Uh, so many blocks uh, this way and that way. Uh, if uh, 
if you think of anything you'd like us to do or anything you think we should know, uh, well, I'll be returning there every night and uh, my friends here uh, may be joining me uh, on, uh, on occasion. Uh, but uh, I tend to keep late hours. Please uh, do call me anytime. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. Um, he turns to the other three and he looks at you three and he says, are, are you then, can I deduct that you then are all on campus? Yes. Yeah. So if I can't get a hold of Jerry on the phone, I could probably send a message to one of you on campus then. Yeah, I scribble, scribble down the room numbers next to the, the names, our okay. names. So, um, so he'll, he'll kind of like, you know, he's thankful in the sense, well, he says, well, thank you. Thank you for sharing the information. I mean, you know, I, I, these books mean a lot to me and I would hate to see anything bad happen to them. So I appreciate your heads up on that. I will just say then too that, you know, other than the timing uh, of this, of when it's supposed to happen, which may or may not change, you know, who knows, but if you should happen to hear of any more details that I can react more, you know, if I can get a clearer picture, if I can put, you know, 10 guys on the door out front or, you know, if, if there's more information, please come back and share it with me. Yeah. All right, let's go. Thank you very much. Then you as we go away. You hear him pick yeah. up the phone and he's like, Boy, you would not believe the discussion I just had. <laughs> oh, great. That was fun. I'm more concerned that he'll get on the phone and he'll be saying, everything is going perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, am I audible? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if it, it came through. I asked the professor if there was a number on which we could reach him. Oh. Uh, it's probably in the, you just call him on that phone right there. <laughs> well, uh, phone, yeah. um, I, I meant, uh, I meant professor that if we were to come upon any, uh, any information after hours, whether there was a way to reach you. Hmm. He just, he just tells you to go through the switchboard and, and contact uh, the office. Uh, thank you again, Professor. As we leave, I say, well, it could have been worse and it could have been better, but... <laughs> yeah, well, we've only just done it. We don't know yet whether we've been expelled yeah. or sent to the loony bin. So I'd uh, hold judgment for the time being. to make any difference. But one thing we've learned, boys, is this. They were trying to access some of those uh, restricted books. That's hardly a surprise, and uh, well, whatever kind of uh, whatever kinds of uh, tomes or grimoires uh, Professor Armitage has behind a steel door, uh, well, I would be surprised if uh, someone with uh, ready access to those kind of materials wants to send us uh, to an asylum after what he's heard. What uh, what did we do with the stone, Casper? Uh, it's it's here in my pocket. We didn't put it somewhere safe. Well, it's maybe not, we should. 
because that's no, a piece just, of evidence. All I, did, all I did was that I picked up this stone as well that looks like this stone. Well, it's the same size and shape. It doesn't look like it. But my plan was that in the dark, if he demanded the stone, oh, oh that's right. I was going to throw the one that looked like it at him. But they, oops, oops, to try and distract him while I ran away. But it, it, it didn't come to that. Because wow. with the stuff at the geology department, the stone is also a piece of evidence. Why not put it in a bank vault? Uh, assuming, of course, that we're not followed to the bank. Let, let's go talk to the geology. Department. Yeah, as long as the students aren't there, I think this is our best bet to talk to Learmouth. And then if this doesn't work very well, then we've also got another folklore professor we can speak to. Yeah, Professor uh, Harold. Is that it? Uh, Roger Harold. Oh, he's anthropology. I thought he was the other folklore teacher. Is it folklore or is it uh, anthropology, Jeff? Um, trying to see. I think, I, I think there was two, wasn't there? Those are the two names that I got: Learmouth and Harold. No, no, wait a moment. There's a, there's uh, a third name too. Oh, John Jeffrey Daphne Devine. Uh, Boyd Boyd Patterson? No, no, he died. That's uh, just a thought, you know. If, if depending on how this goes. Oh, here we go. Armitage is seventy-three years old. Oh, okay, there you go. So uh, he is. That is in the seventies. Of what use do you think it's going to be to uh, speak to Professor Learmouth? What do we intend to tell him? Well, I mean, it's kind of like the the library situation. We don't really know. We don't know how he's going to take it. The the fact that the, the students have either ulterior motives or... Um, uh, Danny, Danny, there is one significant difference. Professor Learmouth is a, a man of more conventional science. Professor Armitage has who knows what uh, volumes of... Well, for all we know, Learmouth is involved... Uh, yeah, so we don't mention aliens or mole men or brains being exchanged. We talk about, you know, we ask them about the experiments that they're doing and we believe that they're up to something and no. uh, whatever, they've got their own agenda. For what possible reason would he believe uh, an accusation like that? We're bringing him nothing uh, other than a stone. baseless suspicion. We've got a stone you with know, this you know precious what? material. I, well, you definitely could tell him that the whole meteorite thing is nonsense because we didn't find that stone anywhere near the meteorite. That's but, evidence, yeah. But Jerry's got a good point, too. And the point is maybe all we need to do is stop these people from doing what they're doing. We can't tell anybody because we look like insane idiots. What no, we do anything? Uh, we, we, we certainly shouldn't. Uh, as Tug says, draw that kind of attention to ourselves. And uh, for that matter, I think going to the uh, authorities is out of the question. Yeah. I think we should uh, return. I think we should return to our previous uh, intention to uh, interview one of them uh, rather aggressively. Uh, don't they mm -hmm. have a... Um, Look, we, we, nearly well, get we nearly get killed I in the graveyard. I still think, uh, well... 
uh, I, I think I was as close as anyone, and I'm still willing to, uh, well, I suppose considering that they have whatever weapons they have, their physical size and strength is less an issue, and yet, uh, they have one of them with low enough with low enough body weight, uh, perhaps we could get access to ether. All it requires. You, you realize, you realize though, if we take one by force, then there's a good chance they're all going to come after us. If they, they know, know about, if they know about it. They already know about us. They know about us from last night. I didn't say if they know about us. I said if they know that we've taken one. All we have to do is uh, subdue one of them alone when the others don't notice. Jasper, what do you think? It's our best know. chance for learning anything more about this. Uh, I, 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 I think we've, we've got the stone, and the, the stone gives us physical proof that there is something. Physical happening. proof of what? That something in Cobb's Corners at some time in history made a flint knife? No. No, the, not the flint knife. Oh, the stone. That they're lying to the professor. Well, how exactly does that prove that they are lying? All it proves is that uh, at some distant time in history, uh, it proves because, that they're trying to convince him that it was a meteorite. That it yeah, was a meteorite. It wasn't found at a meteor site. It was how do we know that more of the stone wasn't found at the meteor site? How do we know that the stone wasn't taken to the burial mounds because of the? Uh, Ancient indigenous people thought it was a, a, a sacred gift from the gods. This is a, and even if, even if, whole, if you're correct, why wouldn't uh, a geology professor immediately realize that uh, people may have carried pieces of a meteorite from one place to another? The whole point of the trip was for the chemical company to find those pieces. They yeah. want to find this element that's so strong that's, that's our supposition, and Tug, I, I think you're correct, by the way. I'm not arguing against you. I'm suggesting that the professor will much prefer to believe that there's a conventional explanation other than a conspiracy of university students to what exactly? Oh, well, that's part of the problem, isn't it? If, if the rock was a meteorite, then it's of no interest whatsoever to the chemical company because it's a fluke, it's an oddity. But if there's a mineral there, and we think there is, because we didn't find that near any any meaning. Who, who, know, who knows? Who knows anything? Well, trying to figure things out. But who knows what the chemical company's real agenda might have been? Their agenda is the same agenda as all companies: money. Oh well, I suppose that depends on whether or not the brains of their board of directors have been replaced yet. It's still money. <laughs> well, Al I think aliens, you have me there, Doug. Aliens on other planets in a billion, billion years are still just going to be concerned with how to make money, how to get things that they want. Words of wisdom from Tug. Yeah. Well, then, Tug, I think, uh, I think you, we do know at least one thing then. And, uh, well, again, that inclines me to the more practical solution. Uh, we may know more if we can... Uh, extract more information from one of them. At least maybe we could find out what's supposed to happen in two days. Or as you say, at least we could uh, find ourselves uh, blasted to bits with with uh, rays. But what I else are we just gotta, We got to stop them from doing anything. Uh, how do you propose to do that? Well, I think that uh, Rod had the right idea. 
We have to kill him. He's yeah, sure, his, sure his own brains out. <laughs> and you were reluctant uh, a few moments ago to uh, abduct one of them, and now you're proposing a mass murder? I don't, abducting one of them and, and questioning him is only just going to delay, delay us. I think the other reason... Well, mass murder is exactly what they're proposing. The other reason what are you, I... What are, Jasper, what are you talking about? They haven't said... Whoever Rod really was didn't say they were going to uh, blow anything or anyone up. He you, said they you simply... Seem, you, seem more interest, you seem more interested in their well-being than ours. I'm more interested in finding out what is really going on at risk to our well-being. Well, was that not the point in seeing the geology professor to try and not just warn him or suggest to him that he wasn't getting the right information, but perhaps we could have found out something. Well, is that, uh, is that, was that not what we're trying to do? <laughs> well, it, it could be. What do you think he might know that's of any use? Maybe something more about their experiments? I don't know. I remember one of you found a note, and that's how we found out about the, the petroleum let's, company. You know? let's, I don't know. Let's, ex let's show the professor that they're lying to him. And maybe... He already suspects it because he's not an idiot. And the bottom line is, if he doesn't believe us or he thinks we're just pulling a prank, it's irrelevant because they already they know that we know anyway. So it doesn't change anything. But what it might reveal is, does he know or is he one of them, <laughs> you know? Or is he just a professor going about his business, making money, you know, bringing money in? Well, Danny, I'm uh, inclined to agree. If you uh, if you think we can uh, learn anything from him, that's going to be easier than any other way of gaining more information. Do you think you uh, know how to present uh, present the matter? Yeah, I think we're just straightforward about it, and we let them know that we know that there was uh, minerals found before, and that the minerals that we know of didn't come from any meteor crater and is he getting the right information well lead on does that what do you what do you get think guys does that make sense you know we're not going with stories about monsters or anything we're... Uh, I'm persuaded and uh, I'm in agreement that we should mention nothing uncanny okay. Jasper, Jasper are you okay presenting the the stone if i don't think we do it straight away but we just you know ask him about what he understands if we, if we need to yeah yep okay and if we get any suspicions he is one of them you've got your flint knife i've got my pistol i've got my sock full of quarters and your sock full of quarters i could really do with a prop <laughs> But I went and cashed all my change in at the supermarket the other day. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I was going to say, have you not got a sock? <laughs> I've got a sock. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not <laughs> sitting here barefooted, for goodness sake. What kind you, of man do you think I am? You could fill it with dice. <laughs> oh, okay, shall we go? Shall we give it a go, guys? Shall we give it a go and see what happens? Okay. Agreed. Okay. So, right. yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, I just so you're headed to the professors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
Is there any sign of the students while we go? All right, quit reading my thoughts. It was a long pause. <laughs> it was a very long pause. It was very, <laughs> I was not very subtle about that. I'm going to ask you to do a spot hidden. Oh dear. Danny or you, everybody? Uh, let, let Danny do it first since he just mentioned it. <laughs> That's nice clouds today. Apparently, I'm walking next to Danny doing it saying, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? What are you <laughs> Go ahead, Jasper and Jerry. Yeah, I uh, got a... Uh, <laughs> We're all going to die, everybody. I, I, I think a, it's, a, it's a 90. It could well be a 900. It makes no difference. I hard think. success, Jeff. <laughs> hard success. Wow. Okay. Um, let me just remind you, too. I'm, I'm not trying to suggest one way or another. I'm just reminding you. Um, you know, we played like two weeks ago, but in game time, it was only just last night that you guys were very, very worried about those other students and them attacking you. And yeah, th yeah, was... Jerry's feeling really paranoid, as you might have detected when I started enumerating the armaments uh, in, the, right. in the car. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, okay, so let's see. Um, well, and in fact, uh, when you say walking over, how far is the science building? Would we not be able to drive it's, from the library to the science building? Or are I mean, they across from each other? Yeah, across, oh, okay. across the, the uh, quad. So it is just across the quad. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, and yet I still, yeah, well, I didn't think of it at the time, so. Uh, and I did at least <laughs> make a check to notice something. Right? Yeah. Um, Let's so say you're going to notice two things. Uh, the first thing you notice, let me, let me just map real quick, just so refresh my memory. The, um, so the fountain was sort of in the middle of the quad. You're kind of walking from the science building, which is like a city block, you know, it's not that huge, you know, easy walking distance. Right. You're walking from the science building over to the library. The library, the library is on the east side, science hall is on the west side. So you're basically, you're, you're walking the path that they followed every day, right? They met at the fountain, the group split, so half the group went to the library, half the group. So you're basically retracing those steps. Um, there's a couple other buildings over on the same side of the block as the science building. Um, there's another science annex, a smaller building. And there's a big uh, memorial hall um, that's rather large. And there's like walkways, right? You know, it's little winding walkways around the campus. They don't, you know, it's not just a straight line. It's winding of trees and stuff like that. So I'm going to say that you notice uh, Jason Trent, who is sort of, not really near you he's kind of like one of those other buildings that I mentioned like the large hall building and there's a um, is this Jason Trent the one with the ray gun um, no that was 
Laszlo. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. It was Terrence. Yeah. Yeah, Terrence Laszlo. Okay. Sorry. So. Uh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't believe Jason Trent has made much of an appearance in this section. Like, he was with you, right? right? But he hasn't really been right. active in this. Um, so you kind of see him standing. He's, like, underneath of a tree, and he's just sort of leaning up against the tree, uh, basically just minding his own business. Um, because you got a hard... I'm going to say that on the campus, there's a like a park bench, you know, for people to just sit down and, and, and watch like the nice view of the campus. There's a man in a suit, um, and he seems to be watching you. In a suit? Yeah. Uh, okay. You don't, you don't recognize him other than the right. fact that he's in a suit. Uh, and uh, Jeff... Uh, is there also a parking lot next to the science building? Uh, sure, we'll say there's a couple, a very small. Uh, gentlemen, I think maybe I would prefer not to have the car across the quad from our destination. Why don't we drive over? Well, and I'm going to walk all the way back. I just, turn back. Around, I just turn around and start heading back for the, for the car. Okay. All right, I understand. I'm I expecting understand. them to follow me. If they if they don't, then I'm not going to be looking back, because okay. the thing to do, uh, I would think, when people are watching you, is not to like tell everybody else, "Hey, look over there, that guy's watching us." Uh, I probably try, in fact, to mime like I forgot. Some. In fact, I even say, uh, "Damn, I uh, I forgot my notes," and uh, a bit louder than what I said before. Uh, and and try to look disgusted and annoyed. I realize, though, both in and out of character, that's a bit of an afterthought, so I don't know if that requires some type of penalty, but Jerry does realize, oh, he should can act I, like this a is a coincidence. Can I make a listen, Rob, <laughs> if I can hear anyone say, oh, no, he's made us. <laughs> can I make a spot hidden to see if I see Jasper noticing that? <laughs> Can I make a roll to see if I notice uh, Danny noticing Jerry and uh, Jasper doing this? <laughs> okay. Uh, we're I mean, just falling down the strange GM. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> I'm like, Tug, do you see that cloud? What's up with him going away? Look at that. Look at those clouds up there. Can we just say that we do everything necessary to get to the science building and talk to the teacher? Yeah. I'm going to say, Tug. <laughs> Jasper and Danny, you don't really think much of it, so you continue walking on to the science, and Jerry, you go get your car. And you meet us. Okay. Yeah. So we'll just say there's a little bit of a delay for you to show up. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I'm going to tell you right now. So I keep in my brain, I keep mixing up the professor names. So if I say the wrong name, I hope you'll correct me. You're going to see Learmouths. Learmonth. Because that's what keeps messing me up. Learmonth. M-O-N-T-H. Oh. Um, uh, so you find his uh, office. 
Um, so he's not in the lab section. He's in his he's actually in his office this time. Um, and you, I assume, knock on the door, and he, yes, come in. Who is it? Come in, come in. And we all file in quietly. And he recognizes you, Danny, right? Because you, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I took one of his classes before. Jasper and Tug, he has not met yet. Is that correct? Well, I'm a geology yes. student. So. Oh no, hang on. Um, ah. Did I, when I, um, I can't remember whether I went to see him as uh, Jasper or as uh, uh, Rod. Uh, I can tell you it was not Rod. It was, wasn't it? I was, uh, no, Jasper went there. I hid in um, a cupboard. Right. Yeah. Right. In his yeah. Room. Yeah, but right, you didn't so, let, let him know you were there. Right. That's right. Yes, I never met him. That's quite true. Yes. Okay, that's what I was trying. Yeah, to, that's trying right. To. I hid. I hid in his room, but I didn't actually meet him. But and I same I, with you, because I remember at the very beginning, didn't two of you wait outside, or was it just Jer no, I know Jerry? No, I, I definitely hid in the room, but I'm also a geology student, so. Oh, you know him as well then. Geology professor, yeah. I wouldn't know him. Okay. Maybe I took him last semester. Okay, so let me, um, I'm not and, clear then. And yeah, I remember I met him, I talked to him. I've never taken any of his classes. The time that you talked to him, just, you know, a couple days ago or whatever yeah. it was, the time that you talked to him, did you talk to him alone or who? I can't uh, remember. Like, Jasper Danny was hiding. Right, I was alone. Jasper was hiding in the closet. I was in the, I was under the desk. Yeah. Yeah. Jasper and Tug were hiding. And... All right, so basically, Jerry, you're the only one that talked to him so far. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And Danny, Danny you've had him in classes, and Tug, you've had him in classes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yes, he welcomes you in. He looks up. He recognizes uh, both Danny and Tug. Um, and, he, yeah. So what, you, what can you I remember do? me, Doc? It was last semester. Yeah, the big guy. I remember you. Your grades. Were you... You remember my grades? You remember that I struggled with B minus? That's I think that's what I am currently remembering. B minus. Yeah. I spent all night writing that paper for you. Oh, I, 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 B minus. I, I I look over it at Danny and Jerry and, and Jasper and I go, he's cool. Good morning, Professor. Uh, first of all, Professor, I apologize for calling you Learmouth for the whole of last year. <laughs> it happens all the time. It's all, it's, I feel like I should be called there now. Um, shall I just go for this and you guys can chip in? Or Tug, do you want to go for it? No, no, I put my foot no. in my mouth too much. Okay. Um, Professor, um, I wonder if we can ask you about the, it's relating to the field trip we had and some of the research that's going on. Um, we understand that some of our fellow students have been coming to do some experiments up, up here uh, or some research up here. And, um, and we're not sure if the information that you're getting off them is correct. Um, regarding some of the minerals that were found at Cobb's Corner. 
He does sort of a uh, Spock thing where he raises one eyebrow. Really interesting. Yes, um, really. Um, he also he kind of like looks around. Um, Danny looks at you because you're you're talking to him. He's like, "Are you you feeling okay? You look a little look a little worn out and tired. Are you do you want to sit down or?" Um, no, perfectly fine. Okay. Thanks. So, all right. So back to what you're saying. You think you're being misled? You think I'm being misled? Um, some, some of the students, we we were, we were were at Cobb's Corner and as you know, part geology uh, degree and and Tug's taken geology as well. we know that, um, or we've heard that there's some research into some of the minerals that, and that's what we understand the students that have been up at the lab the last few days have been doing. Um, and we just wanted you to know that there has been more minerals found. We, we know at Cobb's Corner this last visit, but not at any meteor site at all but actually a historic's archaeological... Am I right in saying, guys, it was archaeology, the archaeological dig? Uh, well, yes, it was... Uh, it was, Where what, was, it? was it in the river? Or? It, 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 was near, it was nearby uh, a mound that uh, resembled uh, very much the style of the, the classic Midwestern mounds. No, we went uh, over this. We went over this. No, no, yeah, I thought there was... Where was it? It was near the river. It was near the river, yeah. Uh, so I relay that to the guy. And I'm really looking for a response. I mean, unless I really, if I do look ill, that's fine, or or peaky or whatever it is. That they, but I'm kind of a bit wondering what he's up to, asking me if I want to sit down and all the rest of it. So I, I keep it as simple and as kind of clinical as possible. Um, thunder. We we think that some of the students, and you you guys can all tell that Tug is like, very hard to come up with a really cool. I'm one. like, no moment, no, 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 no. He's trying very desperately to to keep the moment out of this. He <laughs> says. He says we know that the chemical company that they wanted us to find something up there. And since it's the second or third expedition, they knew there was something that they wanted us to find. And other companies might be rivals who also want to make a ton of money. And we think some of your students have been influenced into lying to you. We think they're trying to convince you that this mineral, this harder than diamond mineral is coming from a meteorite. And we found evidence that it's not. Hmm. 
Dan, Danny's jaw drops a little bit, not because there's any smoke coming out, but because he's amazed at how crafty Tug's just been there. <laughs> and that he didn't say moment. Yeah. Um, so before I answer, I just want to, I just want to point out you're skating on thin ice tug as far as my character. What, no, not necessarily. What I, what I mean is, um, the, some of the information you might be sharing with him is some of the information that you got when you looked at the letter. Right, so like you might, you might be revealing the fact that you've been snooping around his office. Oh, okay. Uh, well, then Jeff, I'm too dumb it, to realize that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. But so, Jeff, does that mean that uh, that it's perfectly reasonable that we would realize that? Um, probably. Yeah. But then, but then, so I say, right. So I say, but, you know, Professor, we we don't think it's um, uh, we don't think it would uh, would be all of them, uh, but. Uh, you know, uh, occasionally, uh, you know, we've overheard uh, overheard some of them uh, discussing some of these matters, and uh, it, it seems that maybe some are trying to persuade the others to go along with this deception. Uh, again, uh, the the motive is unclear, but I think uh, I think uh, Tug is uh, onto something there. You know how uh, financial motives can corrupt uh, honest research. I wouldn't think it would be difficult to uh, induce a student, particularly a student not of uh, means, to uh, accord with something of that nature. And uh, if I realize that I'm now engaging in uh, outright deception, <laughs> I uh, will roll charm if that is uh, desirable. Um, so the professor's looking around at you standing in his office, and he's like, You know, you're, unless I'm misunderstanding you, it sounds like you're leveling a pretty heavy accusation. Is that, oh. am I understanding you correctly? Are you saying? Well, the, you know, well, the emphasis is on the uh, 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 inconsistency in, uh, in report. We were there at Cobb's Corners, and we know where at least one of the sample of the mineral was found. Uh, as to the rest, uh, of course, maybe we were misinterpreting what we heard, but uh, certainly there was some certainly there was some uh, disputation uh, going on about uh, the account that was to be given you. Uh, but that's all that's all I know myself. But I know where that other sample was found, uh, as as Tug and Jasper. You're talking about another sample. I'm not sure I'm following. Wasn't well, if there's only one sample, we, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that there may have been more than one sample. If there was only one sample, then, well, then, yes, Professor, then you have been uh, lied to. Perhaps there were other samples, uh, but we know very well about the sample found, uh, well, uh, I believe Jasper would know exactly where it was found. And it certainly was in no crater. I think, I think Rod found it and then gave it to me, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Not entirely certain absolutely where it was found. <coughs> so the professor still, he's got a little bit of a confused look on his face. So he's 
So he, he's like, so you're suggesting there's more than one sample that's been found. Is that, am I following this? I'm sorry. I'm a little bit lost. Yes. Oh, just, just so it's certainly impossible. You have a sample of the mineral, correct? Yes. Yes. I have a sample. I actually have two samples. I have one sample from the previous field trip, the very first field trip out there. Um, or wait, no, I might be. Well, regardless, I think that um, I have one sample that was given to me from, I can't remember if I got it from the Federation Oil Company. Anyway, I have that sample and then I have the second sample which was found by the students in the meteor in the, the crater and they brought back a photograph of where that was found and dug up. Well, so where was the first sample from? Is that where I'm getting confused then? Is there, is there a what, third sample that uh, you're telling me about? What students told you that that's where they found the sample? Uh, the same three that have been basically pestering me every single day and morning. Um, pestering you for what? Well, they're just here every, every day and all day long. They're just, they're just nagging me. I'm getting tired. I mean, thank goodness they're not here now. I'm about tired of it. Um, well, I think we can say, we can confirm, yes, there was another sample found in this last trip. We've seen it. There is another sample. We've okay. seen it. All right. Where it is. But they are desperate to get their hands on it, and we believe that they would then claim that it was from a meteor, but it wasn't. Okay, so this is this is interesting. Uh, and what we think is that it's somebody trying to pull the wool over your eyes, so that the chemical company doesn't think that it's a naturally occurring mineral there. Okay, so now we're back to you're insinuating that they're trying to intentionally mislead me. Yes. And yeah, we we believe so. Do you have anything that can back that up, or is that just so? So you're saying, Professor, that th none of them have claimed to you that a sample was found at all on this last trip. Is that right? Other, other than the one that was found in the meteor, which they brought back a photograph of that crater. Well, we were all there in Cobb's Corners, and uh, nothing was found in any meteor crater. And I saw that picture in fact, of the meteor crater. There that was no meteor. There, there, there was no such meteor crater, at least not on this expedition. So already, uh, there is a considerable inconsistency. Now, it might be said that as a, a folklorist, I wasn't involved in the geological uh, expeditions, but Tug uh, was on a number of them, and certainly Jasper and Danny. And, uh, well, <laughs> this crater was not to be seen. Uh, Hmm. He's, he's very troubled looking right now because he's not sure on what he's supposed to do. Um, it's basically come down to hearsay at this point. Um, and he's actually already submitted paperwork. So now he's worried about his own, you know, what has he just done? Has he just reported false information to the people that are paying for this whole thing? Um, Uh, Professor, we don't know why they want to mislead you, but all we know is that they've been behaving very strangely. 
and since we've come back from that trip, extremely strangely. And um, black you, you know, black do you know what kind of research they've been doing? Uh, you said that they've been here every day. Uh, and if they were pestering you, they must have wanted some assistance. Uh, maybe that has something to do with, uh, well, uh, whatever their motive. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe some other some other company uh, is uh, attempting to uh, endorse other research that they could use against their uh, against uh, their rivals. Danny glances at Jasper, kind of like a knowing look, as if, do you want to show him, or are we just going to leave it? That's a look, not a statement out loud. Yeah, yeah, just a kind of look. But, you know, like, I mean, to me, I, to, I don't know about you guys, but to me, I'm, Danny's thinking, he is a scientist, he's not had a brain swap, he sounds like, you know, he's not, Behaving in a sinister fashion. Before you guys decide, maybe uh, Jeff does does he answer my question or does he just ignore me? Because it seemed like they were discussing. Uh, I asked him uh, if he knew what the other students were researching. If they were pestering him like all the time, did they want something? Did they want assistance? Like, what are they? Oh yes, you know, so, doing anything all the time. So they were they were basically there uh, as a joint effort with him researching this the rock sample. That makes sense, right? Well, what more do they want to discover about it? Um, I mean, obviously, it's a obviously it's a specimen of some uh, fascinating character. Even a folklorist like myself knows that. Uh, but uh, it seems that it sounds like what, from what you've said that their interest exceeded your own, uh, or at least that their diligence uh, became annoying. What uh, what uh, what has uh, absorbed their attention so much. Um, yeah, it's, it's just the fact that this is an absolutely strange and uh, mysterious, not mysterious, that might not be the right word, but it, it's, a, it's brand new, you know, nothing like this rock has ever been found before, has ever been seen before by the average person. And even by a learned person such as myself, that's why we're here now studying it. So for the students to realize that this could be a once in a lifetime chance to help and to, to assist in the study of this, you know, rare element or mineral or whatever it is, um, you know, that that's their enthusiasm and that's their motivation. Uh, but now I'm not so sure because now you're casting aspersions on their motivations uh, and I don't necessarily know I don't necessarily have any, I don't know why you would do that. I'm trying to understand. I've been with them every single day for the last three or four days and they've been helping me. They've been nice to me. You know, there's been no, nothing unusual other than the fact that they're just here all the time. And that's just what I meant by, you know, I was kind of getting tired of seeing them all the time every day. So, what, what, what is your motivation? Let me do that. Let me ask you that. Why are you coming here to me now telling me all this? Why didn't you report this when you first got back from the field trip? Well, we hadn't, uh, we hadn't overheard anything to, uh, you know, indicate uh, outright deception. Uh, 
it wasn't as though they were all discussing this on the field trip. We didn't really have any reason to. We didn't know what was going on. But now, since we came back from the trip, we've all been kind of blacklisted. And we couldn't, we can't figure out why our friends are acting like we're strangers all at, of a sudden. At, at times, they've even been quite hostile and, and threatening towards us. And I think, and I'm going to sort of put my hand in my pocket and nervously glance at the others, I think it might have something to do with this. And I'm going to show him the, the stuff. Mic drop. Uh-huh. So his so eyes wide. Take it out and then just check it to make sure it's not the old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the fake one? Oh, it's fake that one. one. Yeah, right. Oh, not that one, though. That's a little flint knife that a, a, a mole monster made. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> now, I remember when you talked about meteorites before. Most of them are iron. And there have been unusual things found in meteorites before. And if this is a meteorite and it fell to earth and it contains this harder than diamond substance, it's of no value. It's, it's a curiosity. But if this is not a meteorite, if there is a large vein of this substance up in Cobb's corner, then it's going to be millions and millions of dollars worth of stuff. And I, I'm guessing, but isn't that why the mineral company or the, the oil company sent you back there in the first place or sent us up there? They want that. Like I say, like I said to everybody earlier, all they're interested in is making a ton of money. And what if a rival company got a hold of those other students and said, convince them that it's a meteorite? Danny well, does another Danny does another double take and looks at Tug. We can't prove any of this, but we this was not found anywhere near a meteorite crater. It was found near the river. Not very deep. Okay. I mean, you certainly have his attention. He's he's wide-eyed looking at it sitting on his desk. Um, wow. Um, have those other students had access to the sample? Did you have? Yes. Samples? Yeah. Do you still have the samples? When was the last time you looked at them? I believe so. I mean... He reaches down to his desk and he opens up the drawer and he says, yeah, and he takes out the other two samples and he puts them on the desk and they match the one that you were looking at. Relatively the same size. Okay, so they didn't steal the samples. I look at the others. Well, I don't know what to tell you, gentlemen. I mean, I'm... We have reason to believe that something's going to happen tomorrow, and we don't know what it is. But it might be something that involves this. We just want to give you a heads up. Uh, something 
We don't know. We don't, we, we don't have all the answers. We don't have all the pieces. But something is up. So he kind of looks to you, Jasper, and he's like, may I have this? And I'll just tell you, in case I didn't relay it well enough in the tone of voice, it's not really a question. But he's also pausing in order to give you a chance to, like, say no. <laughs> well, sir, that's, that's the only proof we have for our story, so I'm afraid... No, you may not. Hmm. But we'll keep it safe. You see, well, if you're not willing to believe us, we need to find someone who will. And they're not going to believe us unless we have proof. And that is our proof. And I'm sorry if that puts you in an invidious position, but... I also think it might be Something dangerous. Something must be done about this. Not because we don't trust you. We obviously take your classes, but we don't trust the students. You did find this on the school trip, correct? Yep. Rod did. We were all, some of us were there. I was there. Or no, I wasn't. Uh, Professor, did Rod tell you himself he found it in the crater? Well, I, can I just confirm? I didn't find this on the school trip. I was given it by Rod, who said that he found it on the school trip. Okay, this is, this is, this is rather confusing. All I can tell you is that I believe since you found that on the school trip, technically that's school property. I mean, that's the whole reason. I think you'd have a very hard time of proving that in a court of law, sir. Well, I think that's the whole reason you went there is to find, you know, you were, you were tasked, the geology students anyway, were tasked I, with well, finding. I'm a folklore student, sir. We, we weren't given any clear direction. That's true. It was, it was rather peculiar, actually. Well, Maybe less so for folklorists. But, uh, yeah, uh, as I recall, even, uh, even the geology students uh, were simply looking for whatever might be of interest, which uh, did seem a rather uh, expansive mandate. I'm going to snatch the stone back. Well, I'm going to try and snatch the stone back from him. Oh, well, from my hand in what might possibly be a big mistake. How, how about we offer to bring it back in 48 hours after this supposed incident's going to happen? That would be a good compromise, yes. You know? Embarrass myself. I, 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 just, I just suggest that to the professor. I say, look, we are concerned that something may happen involving the students in the next 24 hours. How about we bring it back in two days for, for your care? Um, he gets a pad of paper out and, he, and he, he looks at you each and he says, what are your names again? 
<laughs> you know we get we we give them the names of the the, the other students. <laughs> and he writes down Danny, Tug. He looks at Jasper. So just to be clear, I'll, I'll give you a chance to redo this, Jasper. Are you snatching it or are you? I'm thinking. I'm thinking about um, snatching it. He was thinking about snatching it. I saw the look on his face, and then I offered to do the, the deal. The compromise. Okay. So he's just gave you a second chance. He's, he's, he's asking me for my name. I'm going to tell him my name is Arthur Two Sheds Jackson. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Let me write that down. Arthur, what Two Sheds? Arthur Two Sheds Jackson. <laughs> and my my name's Anita. Anita Tinkle. He knows who you are. Jerry, he looks at you for your name. Jerry Dorn. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, I'm going to give you a... Here's your moment. Snatch it away or you're going to lose it. Okay, dexterity roll. All right. He starts to reach for what? it. What? No, no. That's bad. <laughs> Oh, 16 out of 80. <laughs> like it's uh, like a cobra striking. <laughs> what, what did the professor roll, GM? Did he roll a good roll? I, I think he's stunned. He's not going... Oh, I didn't mean to hit him that hard. Yeah. Um, he's a little shocked and stunned. And he just says, right, okay. So I'll get back to you, gentlemen. I'm going to go have a talk with the dean about the situation, and we'll, we'll figure it out from there. Uh-oh. Good day, gentlemen. Good day, Professor. I, I think we're about to get... Um, we're expelled. Um, well, well then, Jasper, if... Uh, as we're walking out, I'm like, well then, Jasper. Arthur, Arthur. Arthur, 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 two sheds. Two sheds. Uh, on the way out, uh, 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 it says, "We'll just we'll just go to some other chemical company and tell them that it's not a meteorite." Should should how about actually actually Tug, that's exactly what I was going to suggest. Either that, or we get in touch with our federated oil ourselves. Oh, okay. So if we've left, I've got an idea. I just suddenly say, "Wait a second. If what these alien doppelgangers are trying to do is remove evidence of their existence, why don't we create evidence of their existence? Why don't we go to the newspaper and put an article in it about aliens invading the schools? I know it's ridiculous. We could but do, we could the use, aliens will be terrified. Name. And get an article in the paper saying that not only uh, does this person locally claim that aliens have have uh, have begun to infiltrate our, our university, but that the person in question has proof and will un unveil it. Um, 
at the same time that we think they're going to do what they're going to do in the science building, which could provide a distraction or at least delay them. How about on and, the same, um, same, well, well, same newspaper on the front page, four students arrested for stealing <laughs> university property? And, uh, what, what newspaper would print anything like this? If you give money, they'll print anything. This, this Here's is the this point. Well, the point is... 1930, we just need to find the yellow press. I'm just, I'm just saying, the thing is, is if there is suddenly the newspapers are flooded with this information and their mission is to get rid of the evidence, then at that point, there's no point in them doing anything because they failed in their mission. The, the, the information is now in the newspapers, in print. Hundreds of people have it, even if nobody believes it. What, what, well, failing that, even if the, the, the newspapers won't, um, won't do it, uh, perhaps we could just... Um, did, did, did you see any of them reading works of fiction in the library? Yes. Well, that may be the answer. The lady how falls quick, backwards. How quickly do you suppose we can uh, have uh, something fictional printed? Not by tomorrow. Take I a suppose month. not. To write a book. The typesetting would take a month. I've, I've, I've got a copy of um, His Monkey Wife by John Collier. That I've just what, what, about something, what, what about something serialized in a paper? Are there any daily papers that have short stories, things like that? What if we tell them that we've told people? What if we printed out um, leaflets or pamphlets and just flyered the whole town with them everywhere? We could even name some of the people. Do it anonymously in the middle of the night, in the dead of night and just paste up things. I mean, we could get in trouble for it. But their names are. But all I'm talking about is creating a monstrous uh, distraction that will actually, stop Actually, there is one thing that uh, even a standard newspaper might be willing to print. Surely there's going to be some kind of an inquiry into uh, the death of a Miskatonic University student, Rod. I don't recall his Two summer. of them. Indeed. So... Why not uh, find some way of tying that to uh, some fabulous uh, accusations? They may be printed simply for their sensational value or their bizarreness, even if no one believes them. The problem is that we become immediately implicated. Well, yes. What a sticky wicket. I think we hide in the professor's cupboard with all the weapons that we've got. And when the guy shot, we just shoot everybody. We should just switch to Boston U. Let's go to Harvard. Well, I'm happy to call it there. Um, unless you guys want to have a think of, you know, I don't know what's better to have time to think about it. What your next step's going to be, or do you want to talk it out now? Or I, I wanted to go to to Berkeley, but my mother wouldn't let me. She said there were too many poets there. <laughs> Damn it! I wish I had now. All those poets will be living in a park across the street on Temple in a few years. <laughs> in a park. Um, 
Maybe we should go back to the library and ask Armitage if we can hide in the library for the next 40 hours. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep an eye on his books. Nobody here believes. I told you our only choice is to kill them all. I think you might be right. Make it look like an accident. <laughs> um, just for the heck of it, do everybody do an idea roll. I'm just going to mention something. This is probably um, obvious, but I just want to... I got a 42 out of 45. Uh, yeah, I made it by four. Six, seven out of 70. Just made it. Just. Okay, so uh, it's probably obvious, but I just want to bring attention to it. So it was only just last night that Rod, uh, right? Last night? Yeah. 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 Just last night that Rod shot himself in the cemetery. Um, so it's certain, you know, the cops were called, right? You remember? Sure. It was, you know, there was gunfire, you know, multiple shots fired. So you can make the pretty good logical assumption that, that they came out and they poked around and they found a dead body. So between that and the apparent suicide from Blaine only a few days earlier, we now have two student deaths very close to one another. And I would say chances are good that some detective somewhere in Arkham is saying, huh, something, something's fishy about this. Well, so if we were to find in with an, anon an anonymous tip-off. Well, realize, too, that we have partially implicated our knowledge because we told Armitage that Rod was dead. Why don't we just tell... I know I had wanted nothing to do with the authorities, and really I still don't, but... And it hasn't... Well, actually, no, not the authorities. No, not the authorities. Why don't we... Uh, <laughs> Why don't we, uh, well, we could wait till it comes out in the papers, but that might be too long. Um, Why not tell, actually, actually, well, maybe. Uh, well, when there's something strange. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, has Blaine, but Blaine's death has already come out in the papers, hasn't it? I don't know yeah. if it did or not, but yes. yeah. Do you remember so, saying something about you know a so, terrible suicide? Uh, maybe we maybe we do it this way. Uh, someone other than me, uh, considering uh, that he used my rifle, someone other than me, uh, go to a go to a detective, uh, tell them uh, everything Rod told you, everything. Well, I guess let's just call him Rod. Everything Rod told you. And that he also told you uh, he was going to kill himself. I'll, or, or maybe someone else, or maybe someone would like to go with me, can I go to some journalists, tell them. No, you know what we A similar story. Tell them everything Rod told us. Uh, and also, he said that uh, Blaine was involved, and that's why he killed himself. Maybe something will make it into a paper somewhere. Well, we don't know any of that is true. <laughs> what, what difference does it make if any of it's true? What point is there in lying to, the, to these people? I thought, you, I thought the intention was to see if we could uh, get some of this information into a record somewhere. But if we're, if we're, in, make, if we're making it up, then, then there's nothing for them to, to go after and try and explain. No, uh, the, the, 
uh, the, the true part would be everything that Rod told us. If any of that makes it into a record somewhere, they'll want to remove it. Wasn't that your idea? Wasn't that your intention? My intention was to flood the information out there so that they would have failed in their mission. They, they, they couldn't possibly yeah. remove all the information. Keeping it secret, oh. yeah. Well, but I, I'm thinking, I agree that would be an excellent plan, but we don't have time. I'm thinking if there's Probably a detective. There some kind of worldwide. What, what about this detective, Tug? I was going to say, one of us needs to dress up in disguise so that the detective doesn't know who we are. We contact the detective as an informant, knowing something. And we implicate as that that all of those students belong to a club, and that we are we know that they murdered. Uh, uh, we could tell them that they murdered both Blaine and uh, Rod, and made it look like suicides. How would we know about Rod's murder yet? Because we know we're an informant. We're we're we would know, and he would then know that we know. But Have you uh, ever worn a disguise? What's there to wear? I could wear my, my grandma's old trench coat. and I'll, I'll, It's we, just so that he doesn't know who we are, or one of us is. If, if we told them it had something to do with, um, with uh, the marijuana or, um, or, or white slavery or something, they'd, um, they'd, they'd jump on that. You tell them it has something to do with that chemical company and the and the minerals. That way, when they start looking into it all, they start finding bits of the same evidence that we found. In any case, they'll get all those students together and won't let them do whatever they're going to do. I really like the idea. I like the idea of your flyers. You just tell everybody no, there's aliens swapping brains. And call all of our friends on the phone and say, "Did you hear about the aliens?" At least Armitage kind of believed us, almost. You know, at the very least, if we did put up flyers everywhere, at the very least, they'd have to go around and pull them down. It's like feathers in a feather pillow. You open it up like this, and they go everywhere, and there's no way to yeah. stop them once that happens. Uh, I, I, think you're, I think you all are onto something. If they're willing to uh, take note of a work of fiction with the wrong ideas, uh, they are highly sensitive to any of this account. Of course that means in any form. Oh, I just thought of something horrible. And I sort of look around and I'm like, if they're time travelers They could have already killed us. They may have all yeah, they may be they might be around the corner about to kill us because they gotta stop us from doing what we're about to do. And our bodies are in two sheds. Da 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 and now it all makes sense. <laughs> and on that bombshell. I think we have to leave it there. <laughs> if you want to keep complicating it that way, uh, for all we know, we're, we're brains in jars ourselves somewhere. Let's not think about that. What if we're little, we're little dead peaches in jars somewhere? All right. Just characters. Uh, I could, Jerry compulsively <laughs> checks his pocket. What if we're, what if we're characters in a, in a Call of Cthulhu RPG? Yeah. Some kind of hideous game. 
Our players included Mick Swan, George C., Ken Trench, and myself with Jeff Wilkins as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar per month helps us a lot. You can find the link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. Uh, this is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of the Blue Role Playing Game. Until next time, good luck and good game.